Lord. It's time to have an encounter with Christ Jesus. And life is full of encounters. You can either encounter the right person or the wrong person. But I pray that in our walk in life, we will always have an encounter with him who gave us life and who brought us to this world and who can do all things. There have been many encounters in the Bible. One of them was an encounter with with Jacob. Jacob was a man who went through difficult times. An encounter with God guaranteed total transformation of life. For somebody to be transformed and to change. In fact, real transformation comes when a man or a woman have an encounter with God. You cannot have encounter with God and remain the same. We've been trying to change people. But a simple man loves to sin until he comes face to face with the Savior. Jacob's story was a very sad story. A zealous man chose him from the womb, but came out which life wasn't straight. He has a zeal and he won't bless him. But by nature, the way he came, he wasn't the first. Sometimes it's not your doing. Your mother gave you not the first son, but the second son. He wished he was the firstborn so that he can get the firstborn blessings. But sometimes you didn't choose your position, but you can change your position. He wasn't the first, but he decided to be first. An opportunity came, which is a brother who never valued the position he occupied and was ready to trade his life, his future, for a morsel of food. It doesn't mean that he wasn't hungry. He was really hungry. And hunger can make us take decisions. 
Whenever you are in tight corner, if you don't take time, you take the wrong decision. Some of us take decisions, borrowed monies, with huge interest you know you can't pay, just because you are in a tight corner. You needed something to ease you. But where you put yourself is rather from frying pan to fire. Imagine you owe somebody and he comes and wants his money and some no debt collectors, some of them, they are very, you have to be. You don't have to be like me. You have to have a, know how to harass more than a demon. <laughs> After harassing you, sometimes as if your spirit is gone. You haven't owed before. What Whatever you can do to pay that person to have your freedom, you want to do it. So you go to people, you go, you want money, and somebody says, okay, I'll give it to you 100% by next month, if you can double it. And because you want to have freedom now, you are ready to accept that offer. So that that person will stop worrying, forgetting that a month time, is going to double. So we put ourselves in a place because of difficulties. His brother was hungry. He could have taken two hours to cook. And the hunger that didn't kill you for six hours wouldn't kill you for the next one hour or two. Self-control, but the appetite. So, I would say that when you are in a tight corner, then enter into agreement with anybody. I don't want to go for a loan for this church. When the tests are on me, I will make a wrong decision. I would like to plan that if I want to take a loan to do something, I will sit down and plan, I want to do this. So I want to take a loan. This is how much interest I think I can pay and that within this time, I would have finished paying it. I don't allow situation to detect to me. If you do that, you will go down. Some of you are there. Somebody brings you a car. Oh, just get a car and pay it for five months. You are not working. <laughs> How are you going to get that money to pay that car just because you want to sit in a car and come to church. 
so that people will say, you too. We don't live life to please anyone. It is not, I don't like, don't worry. I don't like anytime people tell me, oh, Pastor, you are very handsome today because of your dress. Is it the dress that is handsome? <laughs> or it is me? In other words, they are praising the dress and not me. So I will not put my hope and my belief that I am handsome because of my dress. I should be handsome because I am handsome. You are beautiful not because of the dress. If you are beautiful, you are beautiful. If you are not, I didn't say anything. So have confidence in yourself. There's nothing nobody can change about me. But my dress, you can change it. Your confidence should not be in your car, in your house, in whatever you have. All that we have one day, we will leave them. We struggle and work and run day and night seeking for temporary things. You are quiet. That's not a good message. When a man comes in contact or encountered with Christ, everything changes. The way he sees things changes. This Jacob I was talking about took a blessing. But with the blessing, there was a knife. His brother was looking for him to kill him. So he has to go to exile and wouldn't stay, couldn't stay with the family. What kind of blessing is that? You have the blessing and you can't stay with your family. You have to be like a fugitive running around. How? Is that a blessing? Until he came in contact at a point he was facing what he was running away from. Whatever you try to run away from, you will face it one day. And the brother was coming with an army. 
coming to meet his brother with a battalion. It wasn't when you are going to meet your brother, you don't need a troop to follow you. So he heard that his brother was coming with armed people. And he knows that this brother has been forgiven. He knows that his life was in danger. So he tried to use the same brain that he used in taking the blessing from his brother. This one to save himself. So you know, he had children before women. You know that? You don't know. So he put the slave or the how do I call them? The concubine children first. And put the wife he didn't choose, which they gave to him. And they know they are sending the way, they will put it on your neck. You couldn't, you can't remove it. So he put that one, the children, second. Then he put the one he loves. <laughs> That it was his own choice. Last. That even there's going to be death. <laughs> the concubine and the children should go first. <laughs> Followed by the one that was entrusted or put on him. Then maybe by the time they finish them, God might have mercy to deliver them. <laughs> the one he likes. Then he himself lasts. Instead of the man to go first, he was last. He wanted to save his life and the rest. That is the human mind. But when he was last, he didn't stay there alone. Someone appeared to him. He had an encounter. He had an encounter. And that encounter changed. Turned his death sentence into friendship sentence. The brother that was ready with anger to come and destroy him after he had an encounter with Jesus. The brother himself ran. Even the gift he wanted to give the brother, he said, I'm not going to take it. The brother became friend. If your ways are pleased with the Lord, even your enemies become friends. So it changed his own name. His name was changed in actually from where? 
from Jacob to Israel. Jacob the crook to Israel the nation. If we read through the scriptures, there are many that had encounter with him. The blind, the sick, the lame, even Peter, while he was struggling, he was just there and somebody came. He didn't know the person. And he said, push your boat. Give me your boat to preach in that boat. If you're talking to a fisherman, pray to God that you don't put anger in his heart. He said, push. People were present. He said, give me your boat to preach in that boat. So they push the boat. And he stood in the boat and did what? He preached. Did he preach? He preached and he was looking at him. What was going to happen? Oh my God. Luke 5, 11. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of what? Gennesaret. And saw what? Two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. If you're in Accra, you stayed in Jamestown before, you'll understand. When I came to Accra, the first place I stayed was Jamestown. So you go to the beach and you see them mending their and removing their nets. And they saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats which was Simon's? Which boat is that? And ask him to do what? To push out a little from the land. And he sat and taught the multitude from the boat. Now he borrowed Peter's boat. Imagine I ask you, bring your bench so that I can sit inside and preach the Bible, the, the word. The boat was the container, was his office, was his office complex. Say, give me your office complex to preach the gospel. Peter obeyed and gave it to him. He would have been angry. I know if Peter had caught fish, he would have gone home. 
that there wasn't plenty fish. He has, he was struggling. There was nothing happening. And somebody coming to tell you, in this one, you are frustrated. You went to do business. You didn't get anything. You went for an application. And everything is not working for you. Then somebody comes, hey, give me your car. The little petrol in it. He said, take me to Oibi to go and preach. The way. Look at the passage fish. But he gave in the boat first. He didn't know who that person was, what that person can do, but he offered it to him. And Jesus sat in it and preached. Let me finish. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, after he finished preaching, he finished and we closed the service. He then said to Peter, Simon, Lunch out into where? The deep. And let down your what? Your net for a catch. He told him what he's going to do. That look, go in the deep, launch out the net. There's a catch there and catch them. If I were Peter, I would ask him, are you a preacher man? Or you're a fisherman? Say, oh, Bible, no, preacher, preach your Bible. You don't come to a specialized place, you even don't know how fish behave in the sea. I have more experience than you when it comes to fishing. But he obeyed. Did he obey? Oh, let's see whether he obeyed. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, the normal complaint of human beings. Master, boss, we have toiled all night, if you didn't know, and we caught nothing. If you don't know, it is night that we go for fishing. It is not daytime. If you don't catch it by night, by day, what else can you catch? <laughs> we have toiled. Most of us have toiled all night. But he didn't first say, Peter, go and fish first. He said, give me your boat. You need to surrender something to Jesus before he can use what you surrender to you to help you. It might not make sense now as you surrender your life, as you give whatever you have to Jesus. But later on, he didn't even, he wasn't even thinking of fish. The man asked him, and that day his good came. You know, sometimes, oh papa me papa. Sometimes you feel like doing what? And whoever comes on your way. And there are some days too. But that day, that thing came. So he gave it to Jesus. After he finished, he lunch out it. He gave a command. Peter, lunch out it. And Peter said, we have toiled all night. Most of us have been toiling. 
Toiling means working very hard and having nothing. God did not create us to toil. He created us to work. There's a difference between working and toiling. Working is to work and you get the result that is desired. Toiling is working very hard and getting nothing. So you can toil by reading all the subjects that you've been taught. When you fail, you've toiled. When you pass, you worked hard. <laughs> Good. So he said, throw in with toil. All of us have been toiling, including pastors. Huh. They call it Ajmehunu. You work and work and work and work expecting to have a result and the result is negative. We've toiled all night as an individual, as a group. We've done our best but something, nothing has happened. And we didn't, you just this morning, I said, go and throw in. Okay. Let's look at what. So he told him the, the situation before going. We have toiled all night and caught what? Nothing. Nevertheless, sometimes there must be nevertheless. It doesn't matter how long you have suffered. When Jesus asks you, you might have done it before, but do it. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down what? The net. Probably what Jesus was teaching them, Peter was also listening, isn't it? Because Jesus taught and preached from the, uh, from the boat. And it was Peter's boat. So Peter could have been one of the congregation that he preached to. Then he might have created faith in him. So when Jesus asked him, faith has already been created. And he said, if it is for ordinary fishing, I wouldn't have done it. But because you have said it, I am going to do it. So he went in and, uh, and when they had done this, they caught what? A great number of what? Fish. And their net was what? Breaking. They couldn't contain what they caught. The same sea, the same boat, the same net, the same Peter, but different result of Jesus. The encounter with Jesus will always change the result. So, it was so much that they have to form partnership. 
It was a sole proprietor. But the business had grown so large that it was bigger than one man to manage. So he has to bring others. If it's you, you will say, hey, I will sink with this. Uh, uh, I will sink with the fish for another person to come and join because when I was pushing the boat, uh, were they there to come and share the profit with me? Selfishness. He moved out of himself and called the others who have also suffered and haven't been able. And that is why after receiving Christ, you also have to go and invite people. So he entered into partnership. He called his partners. He called that, come and join us. Something great is happening. Good news has happened. We've toiled all night. We never received anything. But I've had an encounter with a certain man. And the results have become different. So come. So he signaled them to the partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled what? Both the boats so that they began to sink. I don't know what kind of net that can catch fishes that will fill two boats. It only takes an encounter with Christ that your one net can fill all the boats. They were emptying it and it was filling until both got filled. Then the fish stopped. Their profit was so much that they didn't know what to do with their profit. Somebody thinking, my profit, if it happens to me. So, let, 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 let's see. When Simon saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. You cannot have an encounter with Jesus and still be proud. Anytime you enter, have an encounter, you see yourself as a sinner that needs a savior. He said, get away from me. Like most of us, we do. When we sin, we want to run away from church. Don't run away from church. In fact, Church is good for sinners. Hey, Professor, church is good for sinners. Just saying that hospital is good for the sick people. This is where sin medicine is. <laughs> so when something happens, don't run away. Come to the house of God. It doesn't matter whichever condition in which you are in. You may be the worst sinner. Christ came to die for sinners. 
For he and all who were with him were what? Astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. Fishermen being surprised, astonished. It is me who is not a fisherman from that bush place. I should be astonished because they have seen fish. Then they were astonished. And look at what happened. And so were James and John. So we now found the partners. And sons, the sons of what? Zebedee. Who were partners with what? Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. From now on, it's not only fish that you will catch. You will catch men. Wherever your money is hiding in any man's account, you will catch him. (laughs) Whatever breakthrough that is with you, that is hiding with somebody, he can be in Greenland. God has a way (laughs) of bringing him. You will catch men. So when they had brought their boat to the land, they what? They forsook what? All and followed him. What the lesson from it is that what we are looking for, what we are struggling for, what we are struggling for is nothing. They got it. They caught the fish. But when they came and when they had an encounter with Christ, they saw that the fish is nothing. What you are hanging on to, what you feel is the one that is holding your life, when you come in an encounter with Christ, it will be nothing. They forsook all that they toil all night looking for. When it came, they forsook it. So the things we are toiling for, they are nothing. Once you see and you come in contact with the reality, you'll find out that why will you kill your brother for money? Something you are possessed with something so much that you, you don't care what you do to the other person. Sometimes we destroy our own friends so that we can take their position. After getting it, you'll find out that, you know, your economic book says, the desire of men keep on. It doesn't end. Look, you want this, you get it. When I get this, I'm finished. You'll get it. (laughs) 
After a few times, you use it for a small day. The day you bought your first car, you didn't want to live. You want to sleep inside the car. <laughs> that night, you come out small and sit inside. Then you try it. You, you, and, and your soul just said, this has arrived. Then you are very happy. You are, you, are, you, are, you are just excited that you own a car in that community. So you want everyone to know that you have a car. When you're driving, you roll it so that people will see you, that you're the one driving. For a month, two months, three months, six months, it becomes ordinary. Everyone knows you have the car. You know you have it. Now, you are thinking about petrol. Oh, Jesus. That day, I'm gone. Someone said, the day I get a husband, I'll be free. My parents are always controlling me. I want to marry and be free from this control. Hey! You don't know. Being a girlfriend and a boyfriend, they're different being a husband and a wife. If you are a girlfriend and a boyfriend, the day I don't have money, I will avoid you. <laughs> but if you are married, money or no money, you will come home. <laughs> <laughs> so you bring out your best to show forth your girlfriend and your boyfriend but you can't hide your waist from your wife so you're happy you marry you think you've got everything honeymoon You start the fight there. Then later you said, ah, this marriage is boring. <laughs> it's not boring. That's part of it. Say, <laughs> <laughs> that prison? You have to come. Especially when you are, you, are, you, are, you are a Ghanaian. Come from work. Come and cook. Whether you want to eat or you don't want to eat, you will cook. You say, why did I enter into this marriage? You wish you are free like your other friends. Your friend says, oh, we are going here. You tell your husband, we are going to say, look, stay here. 
Your freedom is curtailed. But the Bible says that you no longer belong to your body. Your body no longer belongs to you. It belongs to your husband. The same way the man, you belong to your wife. So you enter into it, said, my body, I give to you. So if you want to carry the body, you need permission. So nothing, everything that happens, we get used to it. So the things we are chasing, the things we are killing, the things we are fighting to make, to get all of them after getting it is nothing. The only thing that is permanent is Christ. They forsook all. You cannot see Christ being revealed to you for you to hold on to anything. They forsook all and followed him. That was a great encounter, isn't it? If you have an encounter, you don't hold on. When I see people who say, I know Jesus, I look at some, some things you hold on to. If you hold on to some things, you know him, but no deep. No, they are level of knowing Jesus. You may know him at your a certain level here. Some they need, some they waste, but you must know him well. If we really know him, look, peace will run through our heart. This is Peter, their first encounter with Jesus. He offered his boat. He heard his word. He obeyed his word and forsook everything and followed him. Then in Luke chapter 8, people Jesus preached and people followed him. And he said, I am going to the other side. So he asked them, let us go to the other side. And on their way, there was a storm. Look, the fact that Jesus, you have Jesus in your heart, doesn't mean you made problems. In fact, your Jesus is the one who created problems for you. The storm will come because of the Jesus you believe. Say, Sofo, and the Magi. Jesus said, I am going to the other side. Let us go to the other side. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, let us cross over to where? The other side of the lake. And they launched out. I love this. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. Sometimes it looked like Jesus is asleep in our life. Have you ever wondered before, sometimes something is happening to you, you think Jesus should shake himself, and he's not shaking himself. 
Have you? There's a problem. You want Jesus to act, Wada? Hey! So he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake. And they were filling with what? With water. And were in what? What is jeopardy? It's not a good thing. The situation was bad. Fishermen were afraid. Whenever you see the pilot and the uh, this is shaking, and they come to ask Pastor Pray in the air, no, that's a mercy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they came to him and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. He said, He that believeth in me shall never what? Perish. But he said, We are perishing. <laughs> Then he arose and rebuked what? The wind and the raging of the water and the seas. And there was what? Look, no matter what storms that is happening in your life. Today, as you come to encounter with Christ, your sea will be calm. The storm will stop. Then let's look at what the reason why this thing happened. But he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid. Absence of faith brings terror and fear. And marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? Who can this be? They have walked with Jesus, but they've never encountered him in this area. Every day they say, oh, media, I'm an old Christian. I know him. No, 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 no. Every time Jesus revealed himself in a certain way, you must have an encounter in different areas of his, your life. See, they marveled. They walked with Jesus, but they never knew that he could talk to for them to stop. Saying to one another, who can this be? For he commands what? Even what? The winds and what? And the water. He has power over the wind. He has power over the waters. No wonder he says, when you are in fire, I will be with you. When you are in the waters, I will be with you. But he is the master of the fire he is the master of the wind. He is the master of the water. Finally, finally. And they were all afraid. Okay. They commanded the even, even the wind and the water and they obey him. Do you obey him? Wind. Water. If he says stop, they stop. You. If he tells you to stop, will you stop? Okay, okay, finally. Then they sailed the country of the Gadarene, which is opposite Galilee. They crossed to the other side. And when he stepped out of the land, they met him, a certain man from the city who had demons. 
Who has what? Demons. For a long time, this demon is not five days demon. They are custom. They know the area. They know the person. They know how to use him. They, the man has been with them for a very long time. The situation has been there. They tried to show the problem. They couldn't solve it. For a very long time, isn't it? Or for a short time. And he did what? And he wore no clothes. He doesn't like clothes. Nor did he live in a house. If you put it in a house, he doesn't want that place. But in where? In the tomb. Where dead people are buried. That is where that demon likes. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment us. Don't take us to hell now, because our time has not yet come. Please, we beg you. So they are now negotiating. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For it had often seized him, and he, has, he was kept under what God, bound with chains and shackles. And he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. This is a man. It is not only Samson that could break chains. A demon-possessed man. So spirit have the ability to break what men have done. Whether evil or good. So, you can't put the man on the chain. If you put it, he will break it. And this is the kind of person and you will find out what was doing it. Look at what was doing. Jesus asked him, saying, what is your name? And he said, legion. What is a legion? Military people. It's an army. More than 2,000. Army. That's a legend. But I can say it by the what happened. Jesus asked him, saying, What is your name? And he said, Legion, because many demons have entered him. One man. He's a military man. One man is an army. If one man demons can enter into one man to be able to become like one complete army, is it you when the Holy Spirit is in you that you cannot be more than that? No wonder the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than the legion that is in the demand. So man have the capacity of housing legions of spirits. One man, no wonder the demons were using him. No wonder he was caught. The man have a bigger capacity. So the devil took advantage and caught him 
and filled him. And Jesus saw it. I believe that that's the reason why Jesus went there. He said, there is a man there. He's got the capacity that can do good work, great work. But the devil is putting him, he's kept him at the, at, at the cemetery. I want to go and release him. Let's go. And when they were going, then the devil said, hey, where are you people going? So they see. He tried to stop them. He tried to fail them. He tried to attack them. He tried to divert their course. The fact that you are following a vision or a dream which God has given to you doesn't mean that you will meet storms. The reason why you are meeting the storm is because there is something great that you are going to achieve. Amen. The storms, these storms were the one. And look at what, oh Jesus. And they begged him that he will not command them to go into the abyss. God, they didn't want to go there. But even though that's their final, uh, <laughs> their place. Now a herd of swine was feeding there on the mountain. So they begged him that he will permit them to enter them. And he permitted them. Then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine. And the head ran violently down the steep, placed into the lake and drowned. Okay. In some other place, the other versions, the number of the swine were mentioned. Is it how many? Oh, Bible studies. Well, 2,000. That's why I said the demons, if one demon is in one, went into one. Then this, you see the huge amount of demons one man can hold. What the spirit a man can have, a tree cannot have it like that. An animal cannot have it like that. So why would you fear a big tree with a calico around it? Okay, let me finish quickly. Quickly, I'll finish. When those who fed them saw what had happened, they fled and told it to the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what had happened and came to Jesus and found the man for whom the demons had departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Wow. Clothed. The man was still clothed. But now clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Hey! The man! He has changed in his right mind, well-dressed, suit like Christopher Yohannes one. <laughs> then 
they went out to see what had happened and came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demon departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Instead of believing, they were afraid. And look at what happened after their fear. They also, they who had seen it, told them by what means he who had been demon-possessed was healed. So they saw what happened. They were there. Then the whole multitude of the surrounding region of the gathering asked him to do what? To depart from them. Say, hey, man, we don't want to on our land. So they asked him to depart from them for they were seized with great fear and they got into what? The boat and what? So what did Jesus go to do? Why did he go there? Because of one man. He went to that place. Let us go to the other side. He saw the man. He went there. This man has capacity. You, you have great capacity. And look at the capacity that the man has. You see what he had. Let's look at it before I, I just finish. Now the man who had demons had departed, uh, that had departed begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, because he said, look, your capacity is not just to only hold my Bible and follow me. You have more. You can do better. It's not everybody that should be called as a pastor. Some have some capacity that they will have to work so that the church can move on. What they can do, Peter can do. What they can do, Prophet Anna can do. So he said, no, you don't have to follow me. What is in you? You are great. So you go straight, be an evangelist. Return to your own house. When you get free, the first place you have to go is your home. Where to preach the gospel is your own house. Go on, let me see, let's see the next. Oh. Return to your own what? And tell what great things God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed what? Throughout what? The whole city, what great things Jesus has done for him. In some other version, he said he went to the Decapolis. Which means the ten cities. The man is not a one city man. The man is not only for the family. He is not a small, a small evangelist. He's international evangelist that the devil have taken captive. Some of the people we see and think that they are demons, devil children. They are great men of God who need to be delivered. Your children that have gone wayward, some of them, their capacity is great. And because of that capacity, that is why the devil have taken hold of them. They must be delivered. They must be set free. The reason why 
your business is struggling and fighting is because you have a great capacity. The reason why I say the hell has been released upon only you is because of your capacity. The reason why when you try everything, it seems not to work is because of your capacity. Today, as we pray briefly, God will take control. Whatever God has for you, ask him that God use me to fulfill my mission on earth here. My mission is not to be cutting myself with stones. My mission and my place is not with the dead bodies. My place is with the living as to bring life to other people. Everyone has some ability in the person, has some talent in him that God won't use. First, your home. He went beyond his own home to entire city. He wasn't, his ability is not even a family ability. It is a national ability. His ability is not only uh, a district ability, but a regional ability. His ability is not only Ghana ability, but the world ability. There are certain things you can supply to the entire world. And because of that, the devil has been attacking you. The devil has been tormenting you. The devil has placed you under certain condition. Today, in the name of Jesus, I decree and set you free. In the name of Jesus, as you come and get an encounter with Jesus Christ, I pray for a release in Jesus' name. May you be filled to fulfill your mandate on FM. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray that no matter what you are, may your encounter turn to be great. May the Lord meet you at the point of your need. May your boat be filled. May your frustration be turned to a testimony. In the name of Jesus, you have struggled and prayed on that disease, on that sickness, and nothing is happening. Today, may you have an encounter with him. It is that encounter that will change situation. Your business has struggled for many years. You move up and you fall, you move up and everything goes and crash. Today, this morning, may there be an encounter. May there be an encounter. You who is, the, who is destined for death, like Jacob, and now facing that death on your path, your encounter will change your situation, will change your name. And those that seek to destroy you will come and meet a different man, not the Jacob, but the Israel, the one who God has blessed. Yes, and they will seem to like even to bless you. Your enemies will bless you because God has had an encounter with you throughout your life. I pray that you will have an encounter with God in your walk, in your dream, at your workplace, in cars, in buses, in your business, in every 
endeavor that you take, may you encounter Christ. As you move out in the message of the gospel, may you carry Jesus there. And may the people you preach to have an encounter with him. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. amen. Bless you.